As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Especially the big markets, the amount of real estate available is going up, right? The number of units are going up. And then hopefully the number of people are going up at a faster rate, meaning that there are more people than there are actual units. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template 
should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome back to another edition of the Syndication School Series, a free resource where we focus on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air a podcast episode that focuses on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for a lot of these episodes, we've given away free documents. So make sure you check out those previous episodes as well as those free documents at syndicationschool.com. Took a little break last week. I was feeling under the weather and decided not to record because I would have been coughing into the microphone and didn't want to do that to our editor. But we're back this week feeling much better. I did not lose my sense of smell or taste. It was just, as my wife calls it, a man flu. But feeling good, glad to be back and talking about apartment syndication. So specifically, as you can tell by the title, we're going to talk about something timely today and related to markets. So each year, U-Haul of all places releases an annual report where they rank each state in the U.S. minus Hawaii, since they don't, as of yet, create a car to boat a U-Haul truck. But they do include Alaska. And then around off the 50, they added in Washington, D.C. as a separate location. So they rank all 49 states minus Hawaii plus Washington, D.C. based off of the net gain of one-way U-Haul trucks that are entering the state versus leaving the state based on all of their U-Haul transactions. So whenever someone gets a U-Haul for a one-way trip, they log the destination as well as where they're leaving from. So for each of the states, they'll list up all of the people that were going to that market one way and all the people that were leaving the market. And then if it was a net gain, that means that more people booked one-way trips to that market. If it was a net loss, it means that more people booked one-way trips out of that market. So a little disclaimer that they have on their website or on this post, they say that U-Haul migration trends do not correlate directly to population or economic growth. The company's growth data is an effective gauge of how well cities and states are attracting and maintaining residents. So, of course, they don't track every single person who is moving out of the state or moving into the state, right? People might not take a U-Haul. They might use some other service. They might fly. 
For example, when we moved recently, we used a third-party company that the company my wife works for hires to move, right? So it's not logging every single person that's moving, but it can give you a general idea, at least relatively speaking, where people are going, where people aren't going, since it's using the same data across all the markets. And then as multifamily investors, we care a lot about the population trends when we are selecting a target market, when we are analyzing the target market we're currently in to make sure that it is still a strong market. So you don't want to just analyze the market once and then assume it's always going to be good. You want to constantly be looking at it on a yearly basis. Or if you're ready to move or expand to other markets, you want to look at population trends. And so you want to see, obviously, a market where the migration is net positive and not net negative, meaning more people are moving there than are moving out. Because, and this applies really to all real estate, but more specifically to multifamily, the people are your supply in a sense, right? So you've got on the one hand, the amount of real estate available, on the other hand, the number of people. So obviously each year, usually in most places, at least especially the big markets, the amount of real estate available is going up, right? The number of units are going up. And then hopefully the number of people are going up at a faster rate, meaning that there are more people than there are actual units. So these locations with really high migration are going to have a greater demand for real estate, which means your vacancies are going to be lower and you'll be able to demand a higher rent. So that's why I think these U-Haul reports are very powerful and again, can help you confirm that you're in the right market or help you determine to maybe leave your market or to expand to another market. Now, one last thing before I actually get into the numbers is that these are statewide. Just because your state is at the bottom of the list or at the top of the list, doesn't mean that you should, on the one hand, leave if it's at the bottom of the list, or on the other hand, stay or go there if it's at the top of the list, because it's still going to be very dependent on the MSA. And then within that MSA, it's gonna be dependent on the neighborhood. It's gonna be dependent on you following the three minimal laws of real estate investing, you having the right team, underwriting the deal properly, you guys kind of get the drill. So the whole point here is to give you guidance on some markets to maybe investigate further, but this still doesn't mean that you can throw everything else we've talked about out the window and just say, oh, well, in this case, Tennessee is number one. So I'm going to sell all my properties and then move to some random rural area in Tennessee because Theo told me at syndication school that most people are moving to this area. So obviously you guys know that, but you always have to remind people just in case we've got some newer people who are zealous and excited to get started. So one of the biggest changes I kind of just mentioned would be the state that topped the list. So for the first time since 2015, which is I believe when they started tracking this data, a non-Florida, non-Texas state had the greatest gain in one-way U-Haul trucks entering their state. And of all places, it was Tennessee, which was very surprising to me. Got, obviously, you've got Nashville probably leading the way in that. So the one-way trips were up 12% year over year, which resulted in Tennessee jumping to the number one spot from the 12th spot in 2019. So a pretty big jump. Texas, who used to hold the number one spot from 2016 to 2018, so three years in a row, they fell to second place in 2019 and remained in second place in 2020. While Florida took over Texas's number one spot in 2019 and then dropped to number three in 2020. So top three 
would be number one, Tennessee, number two, Texas, and number three, Florida. Now, some other markets that had some pretty big jumps in the rankings would be Arizona. In 2019, Arizona ranked 20th, whereas in 2020, they were ranked 5th. The biggest jump was Colorado. So Colorado was ranked all the way in the 40s uh, in 2019. It was ranked 42nd, so essentially almost dead last in 2019. But they jumped all the way to 6th place in 2020. And then another area with a big jump would be Nevada, who was 24th in 2019 and then 8th in 2020. So again, it seems here that Texas and Florida still strong, still a lot of people moving there, but Tennessee, Arizona, Colorado, and Nevada might be four states to investigate further and figure out where in those states people are moving. Most likely Nashville, Phoenix, Denver, and then for Nevada, I'm not necessarily sure where that would be. I can't remember. And I basically be Reno where a lot of people are moving to. I don't think it's actually Las Vegas, but you'll like back check me on that. Now, what about the opposite end of the spectrum? What about some of these states that lost people based off of, again, U-Haul's one-way trip data? So the states that had the most net loss of one-way U-Haul trips. Not surprisingly, California was ranked 50th, the absolute worst, and that was followed by Illinois in 49th place. So a lot of one-way U-Haul trips out of California, a lot of one-way trips out of Illinois, Again, going to places like Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Tennessee, and the other ones in the top 10 I'll get to in a second. So California, nothing new here. They have ranked 48th, 49th, or 50th since 2016. And then Illinois has basically been dead last or second to dead last since 2015. And again, this is when they started tracking this data, 2015. So maybe even longer than that, California and Illinois have been at the bottom of the list. Again, does it mean that every single real estate investment in Illinois and California is bad? But just overall, people are leaving those states. Other markets that had some pretty large drops in the rankings. First would be North Carolina. So North Carolina was still in the top 10, but they were third in 2019 and dropped to ninth in 2020. So not that big of a drop, but still third to ninth. Wanted to highlight that. And then their neighbor, South Carolina, was fourth in 2019, and then they dropped to 15th in 2020. You've got Utah, who dropped from 8th to 17th. Alabama had a pretty big drop from 6th all the way to 22nd. Another place with a big drop would be Vermont from 10th to 26th. Idaho from 11th to 30th, which is interesting because I know the rents in Boise, Idaho, have been exploding this year during the COVID pandemic. And then the biggest drop would be the state of Washington, which went from 5th in 2019 all the way to 36th in 2020. So basically the markets that did really well are Tennessee, Arizona, Colorado, and Nevada. Texas and Florida remained strong. And then California and Illinois stayed bad. (laughs) And then some other markets that you want to keep an eye on if you're in there would be North Carolina, South Carolina, Utah, Alabama, Vermont, Idaho, and Washington. South Carolina and Utah are still in the top 20, so not that big of a deal. But Alabama dropped from the top 10 to the 20s. Same with Vermont, Idaho, 11th to the 30s. And then Washington, huge drop from 5th to 36th in 2020. So 
you've only checked out the full list of 50, you can go to Google and type in this 2020 migration trends U-Haul and it should pop up. But I'm going to go over the top 10 right now with you guys and girls, and then we will wrap up the show. So we're going to go through the top 10 plus their ranking in 2019. So number 10, the state of Georgia, who was ranked 16th in 2019. Number nine, as I've already mentioned, North Carolina, who dropped to ninth place from third. Nevada, huge jump from 24th to 8th. Next is Missouri in seventh place, which is kind of interesting, from 13th in 2019. As I already mentioned, Colorado, the biggest jump of all, 42nd place, crazy, in 2019, all the way to 6th in 2020. Another place with a big jump would be Arizona, 5th place in 2020 from 20th in 2019. And then you've kind of got your, your ones that have always been strong, which would be Ohio at 4th, they were 7th last year. Florida, 3rd, as I mentioned, was 1st last year. Texas, 2nd still. And then number 1, Tennessee at 12th in 2019. So kind of all over the place. We've got the South with Georgia, maybe you consider North Carolina the South, I don't know. And then Florida, Texas, Tennessee. We've got the Midwest with Ohio. I don't think Missouri is considered Midwest. So Missouri is kind of like an outlier. (laughs) And then you've got the mountain, Nevada, Colorado, Arizona. Really nothing in the Northeast and nothing in the West. You've got kind of south and then Midwest mountain areas with the coast, I guess the East Coast, the West Coast, not really on this list. So check out that list of all the 50. And again, this is a report done by U-Haul every single year. So that will conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check out some of our other episodes on the how-tos of apartment syndication. Make sure you check out those free documents as well. That is at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Looking for your next family vacation spot? Park Square Homes is teaming up with Amina's Mortgage Services to provide a turnkey experience for new vacation rental homes just 20 minutes from Disney World. For more info, contact Amina's Mortgage Services, and you can go to their website at aminas-ms.ca. That's aminas-ms.ca.